Every sport has their big, juicy controversy. Boxing has the Mike Tyson ear bite. Cycling has Lance Armstrong. Baseball has its steroid era. Curling has... Broomgate. It's a story of broken relationships, houses divided, corporate rivalry, and a performance-enhancing broom. It was a year I'd like to forget. Broomgate. Available now. First pitch swinging, lines in the left center field. That'll get down and get towards the alley as Browning third. Bichette will try and score right behind Horwitz, and he will easily as the helmet goes flying at third base. It's a stand-up two-run double off the bat of Ernie Clement. That'll give the Bisons a 2-0 lead. That's a great test for Bo right there, Pat, having to go from first to score on a base hit or a double into the gap out there. And, you know, he had to motor all the way. That's, that's a, a real good test for the knee right there. That is... Uh... Pat and Duke, the uh, Buffalo Bisons broadcasters, AAA, as uh, Bo Bichette made a rehab start for the Buffalo Bisons today. Played at uh, played as DH, uh, had a couple of hits, and as you heard, uh, raced around the bases as fast as, as as he possibly can, and he's basically telling everybody that uh, he'll be back with the team Friday in Cincinnati. Um, the game was an afternoon game. They were originally, he, Chad Green, and Trevor Richards were originally scheduled to play last night, but that game was rained out, so they, they bounced it to, one to, a, to a 1 o'clock game. So we'll wait and see. Uh, we've got comments from Bo after the game. And, uh, well, Kevin, why don't, we, why don't we go to those comments right away and hear straight from Bo how the day went. We're going to be joined in a few minutes by Casey Candell, who is the manager of the Buffalo Bisons and, of course, uh, managed today's game. So we'll get Casey's take on it as well and touch base with him about how some of the AAA dudes are doing, Addison Barger and Spencer Horowitz in particular. But this was Bo Bichette after his performance this afternoon. How do you feel out there today? Yeah, not bad. I think... uh good first step for sure getting that good run on the scoring from first how did it feel to run like that yeah it felt good um i'm not gonna lie i was hoping i was stopped but uh it was it was a good first day to be able to go first to home for sure was that a good test for your knee for what you're recovering from yeah i mean that's why i came here mostly just so i could go 100 percent um and see what it felt like and so i'm happy with today those were your first at-bats since July. How did you feel at the plate, your timing, and everything like that? Yeah, I felt good. Um, obviously, this is a lot different than being in the big leagues. There's, for myself, like the anxiety part of it and just the human nature part of it isn't really there. But um, for the most part, swing felt good, timing felt good. So, like I said, with my knee, I feel, feel good about it. I mean, the hope right now is to feel good tomorrow playing shortstop. And um, if that goes well, then uh, hopefully I'll be in Cincinnati. That is Bo Bichette, so you're hearing it right from the horse's mouth. The uh, Buffalo Bisons lost to Rochester uh, 5-4, and uh, Bo was 2-for-3 with, with, as you heard, huh. a uh, run scored. So, Kevin, that, you know, and we, we, we've talked about this. Bo, we know that Bo doesn't miss games. Bo doesn't get hurt. Um, this is kind of probably the first, I think, is it, is it his first in-season IL stint? This year. This year, he's been on the IL before, obviously, but but he, this is his first uh, IL stint this year. 
and he normally doesn't, as uh, we said, normally doesn't doesn't get a day off. Uh, so he DH today, went two for three. Um, he will play shortstop tomorrow, and uh, then we're led to believe, as we said, join the team, join the team in Cincinnati. We talked about this with Caleb yesterday. He has to be able to play shortstop, doesn't he, to rejoin the team? Yeah, you would think so. I mean, just peace of mind for him to know that you know, side to side, up and back. Everything that he needs to do on a baseball field, that includes both sides of the ball, he can do it without thinking about it. That's the whole thing. And I think you heard that in his voices. You know, he, he made a little joke about, you know, wish he was stopped coming around third base and didn't have to score, which is kind of funny. You, you know, he's, he's thinking about how to get it geared up, and, you know, you got two days. That's basically mm-hmm. what it is, is to come down and, and get mentally prepared. I don't think it's physical anymore. I mean, that's why they sent him down there is to – Physically, it sounds like he's okay. I mean, he's got two hits, guys. It's like he just a dude rolls out of bed and can get barreled to baseball, which is just amazing. I, I mean, you could tell in his voice he really didn't. It sounded like anyway, he didn't really want to be there, right? It's just not the big, it's not the big leagues, you know. I look, I see ball, hit ball. The ball goes where I want it to go. It's like it's real simple. And I would have to think though, there'd be some good eating tonight for the AAA boys. Yeah, you won't would there? think so. You would think that's normally yeah. the way it works. Normally it works. The my, yeah, uh, major a, league dude comes down dude. and there's three dude. of them and they normally buy Yeah, yeah. something other than the sandwiches I won't, for the I won't boys. say some names, but there has been some names that I've been on some teams in AAA. The dude came down and Really? Act like he forgot. Really? Oh yeah. I can't, I'm not going to say this. I'm I, not going to say this. more okay. than one, more than one. Oh, absolutely. But more, it's more un- than one. It's unusual, is well, it not? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Because the first thing you say when they either are getting on the bus, could be on the road, is, boy, we're going to eat good tonight. And you're saying it right to him. You're not saying it to the team. You're saying yeah. that joke just so he won't forget. Yeah. And occasionally you'll get a couple of dudes that come down and amnesia. Yeah. Well, I hope the boys eat well tonight. Yeah, he's a, he's a good dude. He'll take care of them. As we said, uh, Trevor Richards and. Um, uh, Sean Green, Sean Green, mm. Trevor Richards, don't let it beat you. Trevor Richards and Chad Green pitched today as well. Trevor Richards, one inning, one walk, uh, one strikeout. Chad Green, one and a third, two hits, one run, three strikeouts. So, so again, we'll 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 talk to uh, we'll talk to yeah. Uh, uh, yeah I just don't to, know when you to, to, to Casey Candel about use that. Chad, that's the thing, right? You know where you're going to use Trevor wherever. I mean, do you really know I mean, where you're going to use think, Chad? That's the thing is. I don't know. I They're going to want him back because oh, he's a big leaguer and he's been there and done it let, before. But I don't know where you were. You, you got opportunities. You, to work you, him got, in. you got opportunities to addition Chad Green. I think he Green. would start in the sixth inning. That would, that would be a good place to start. You I know? think you see where it goes. I think ultimately you've got two. Yeah, if you're John Schneider, you've got two bullpens. you got your A bullpen. you got your B bullpen. Right now for me, Chad Green starts in the B bullpen. Somebody falters in the A bullpen. Or if Chad Green is the Chad Green that that we remember, I, I it's competition. Whoever's going to be, whoever's going to give John the chance, the best chance to win is going to get it. Um, yeah. But my sense is, my sense is they'll find a a, a way to test Chad Green early. You'll think, you'll would, find out right well, if away. If he's on the team, they're going to do that. Absolutely. Yeah, and I mean they're not. You know, I, I would think the whole thing with Chad Green rehabbing. You want him to have some sort of a. I'm sure he's got a routine that they've developed in the minors for him to get him back here. But I think you'd also like to have a routine at the major league level uh, with uh, with Chad Green. So yeah, I, I mean, look, uh, knock on wood, or in this case, plexiglass. Uh, those three dudes 
join this team, um, then I think I'm, I would have to say that I'm a little more comfortable playing games the way this team appears to be going to play games the rest of the year. Yeah. With all those guys here. Cause they, they, huh. uh, Kevin, I'm going to, I'm going to throw, I got a stat here. This, this blew me away. This is courtesy of the blue Jays PR department. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we got to talk about the strike and folks, you say Kikuchi was so good last night. They won two, one They beat the Phillies two one. Uh, he went toe to toe with uh, Zach Wheeler. And I said toe because Kevin Vigio was hitting the toe to drive in the run. See good what one. I did there? Good one. Yeah, I thought it was okay. Uh, with yesterday's game, Blue Jays pitchers, think about this. Now have 34 games this year. I'm not talking starters. Mm-hmm. I'm talking pitchers. Blue Jays pitchers have an MLB high 34 games this year with one or no runs allowed. That's eight more. Eight more than second place Seattle. 34 games where they've allowed the whole pitching staff, not yeah. the starters. Yeah. 34 games where they have allowed one run or less. Those aren't earned runs. I'm mm-hmm. saying one run or less. Um, they had 35 of those games last year, and they've only exceeded 34, uh, 35 a couple of other times. They had 40 in 1991, 37 in 1989. Um, and tonight we get to see Kevin Gossman against Aaron Nola, which should be a terrific, a, a, a terrific pitching matchup but uh you know 2-1 I I I came to the conclusion last night Kevin that that that's I'm just going to expect that I'm going to expect 2-1 3-2 maybe maybe the boys will go crazy and win a game 5-4 at some point but that's I think what we're going to see the rest of the way going into the playoffs. Yeah, I think it's funny that Bo hit second today. And we've been talking about where would he hit when he come back, what would make sense, what would make the team better, who do you want up when it well, matters Well, you also the most, get – that gives him a – With more traffic. Gives I him a chance to get more – Well, he could hit third. I mean yeah, – that's, that's true. I, I, that's true. That's true. I think this is probably what you're going to get to see when he comes back to the big leagues is you want your best player to be the most comfortable, and it seems like he's more comfortable. So what do we do then? We look at Merrifield. Does matter? Merrifield, Bo. yeah. Do you put belt behind Bo? I would think so. Yeah, it's against a righty. That's probably who's going to hit third. And then Vladdy would be hitting clean up. And then you sort of fill in the blanks after that. Chapman and, you know, Kevin Biscio and Sam, and Danny Jansen. And you can fill in the would blanks. You just live spr- would you, would you, wanna... you leave Springer in the cleanup oh, spot? Oh, Springer, too, could be Would the... you leave him in the cleanup spot? Just say that's it. Well, Springer, too, right? He gets lefties. Where would he? It's That would be interesting to see who hits third against a, le- against a righty. I guess that would be where do you put Belt? Is he going to hit? He could hit fifth. You could put, you know, George Springer in the five hole. Like you could put, you could do a bunch of little things right there. But it's just interesting to see that Bo's hitting second there today. And you know, it's it's yeah, I'm with you. They're they're going to pitch really well. They got a lot of good arms. I mean, that's a credit all the stats you just read off there. That, that's a credit to everybody. That's a credit to John to making the right decisions, putting dudes in the right pockets. You know, that's Pete Walker getting these guys ready to... It's Ross you know, Atkins it's a, bringing well, the a, pitchers in. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Absolutely, right? There's a lot of credit to go around for everybody for the way they've done it. Walk a ton of people, you know. They're striking out. Their, their rotation strikes out a bunch of people. You know, they got a couple of guys who obviously are doing things that we didn't expect. You say Kikuchi, Jose Barrios. See, I mean, that's... There's some, one of them. I, uh, I, you I, couldn't have really seen the, seen the turnaround that he's had this year, right? It's... I mean, he's earned that did. by doing things that that you know will help him 
have repeatability and, and, you know, he's throwing a little bit harder and have the confidence that he has. It's, it's some special stuff on the pitching side of the ball. So the Jays uh, are 67 and 54, and uh, they will take on the 65 and 55 Phillies tonight. We will be joined by Dan Schulman. Jeff Passan joins us. <coughs> Pardon me. Jeff Passan joins us as well. And uh, we will uh, we'll take a look around baseball with Passan. The Yankees. The I, I mean, the Yankees appear to have reached, well, they've been in a crisis for a while, but now you've got Aaron Judge basically calling out the team. Captain calling out the team is uh, never, ever, ever a good sign. Not saying he, they don't deserve it. I think they do. And clearly Aaron Judge feels comfortable enough doing it. But the simple fact of the matter is um, the captain basically saying that we're not good enough is uh, he ain't wrong. pretty remarkable. The uh, Jays got a little bit of help uh, yesterday. San Diego beat the Orioles and uh, 10-3. So the standings going into today's games, Baltimore 74-46. and 46. Tampa Bay is 72-50. and 50. They're three back of the Orioles. They're four and a half up in the Jays. Folks, I'm going to make a bold call right now. I'm going to say the Jays, September 1st, September 1st, the Jays are going to be past Tampa Bay in the standings. Boston 63-56. and 56. The Yankees are 60-60. and 60. They've lost four in a row, and um, they've still got to play another game against the Atlanta Braves today. Right now, Tampa Bay is playing the San Francisco Giants. The Rays are up. Today, uh, five, nothing uh, midway through the game. What do you think of that? Jays are going to pass the Rays by September 1st. I guess. I mean, I, there's... Uh, you have to well i mean to to do that you would think can they play a complete game and go on a 10 and 2 run like can they you know have, have one of those bats when they matter the most can they're going to pitch the way they pitch because they have really good pitchers they're going to play outfield defense and for the most part not beat themselves they got cincinnati baltimore and, washington yeah they're going to get have they're going to have to get up. some timely hits i mean we've been talking about this a long time sorry I, cincinnati baltimore at Cincinnati, at Baltimore, home to Cleveland, home to Washington, at Colorado, at Oakland, home to Kansas City. So, yeah, and I'm not overlooking Cincinnati, but the simple fact of the matter is after tonight, and they have an off day tomorrow after tonight, they've got three games against Baltimore. Those are going to be tough, obviously, in Baltimore. Cleveland, <laughs> Cleveland's don't look now, but Cleveland's starting pitching is, uh, is, is among the best in baseball. Um, I mean, this is... Like I said, I I think there's a real chance here that these guys that these guys pull ahead of the race. I really do. Yeah, but, they're, they're what their pin is the fourth best has the fourth best ERA in baseball. They have the second most holds, which is a big deal, right? That means you're passing the baton mm-hmm. to the, the highest leverage guys that you have. They throw the second fewest pitches per inning, which is a big deal, right? Massive. You don't want to you don't want to show it massive. And you're you know that allows you to be the only guy that throws in that inning, yes. which is a big deal, right? You got a three window pocket there for three batters, right? You want to. You know, make it as easy on your manager and your pitching coach to make the right move, and that's sort of what they're doing. Passing the baton down there, they got a lot of confidence. Now they got dudes that throw hard, which is a big deal. Yep. That's what we were talking about last year. This time of the year, you need hard throwers that can fill up the strike zone. Maybe Jordan Hicks learned something last night by throwing one sweeper, and I think it was 13 fastballs and, and two-seamers. I mean, the two-seamer that moves at 99 is a good pitch. You made Continue the point. to do that, you're going to – Get a bunch of outs. Yeah, and and uh, we do have to talk about that. I mean, from the highlight, if you want to call it that, of the game last night, other than you say Kikuchi, Whit Merrifield, 
uh, scored a couple of runs. Jordan Romano was, Romano was activated. Um, he came off the IL. Ninth inning, uh, he struck out Castellanos and Harper. Uh, retired Alec Bohm. Hicks in the eighth inning. Jordan Hicks pitched the eighth inning. Three strikeouts. He got Schwarber uh, looking at a 101 mile well, an fastballs, hour fastball. one sweeper. That's a big deal for him. And you made this interesting point, and it's something that I've written down and I've kind of put a little asterisk, asterisk beside. Hicks has come over here from St. Louis, and one of the issues that the Jays have identified, I don't really call it an issue, but he does have a tendency to overthrow. Other than the four-seamer, the two-seamer, he's got a tendency to overthrow his pitches. Yeah, he's a big You've deal. I mean, that. he's coming to a contender, a team that's in it in the American League East. you got to throw strikes. You can't be non-competitive. I don't care how hard you throw. Dudes are used to seeing hard throwers. But you're locating middle away to a lefty with a 99-mile-an-hour sinker, and then you can elevate 102 a little up and into a left, you get a punch out, and you're not wasting sweepers or sliders, whatever you want to call it, whatever he wants to call it, that are non-competitive out of the hand. Then you're only throwing 13 pitches to three batters, and you're very efficient. You're eliminating dudes. You don't really give them a chance to have a decent inning against you. I mean, that's a big deal. Now it's okay for him to be in the eighth inning or occasionally if Jordan Romano is not available to be in the ninth inning if he's throwing the 99 for strikes and the elevated four-seamer for strikes. Yeah, and it was interesting. I mean, last night you had Mesa, you had Swanson up in the bullpen. Uh, you had Garcia come into the game. Uh, made a big pitch when he had to. Made he, a big pitch when he had to. He's the one guy that I'm sure sometimes Jay's fans just don't want to pay attention to, which is okay, right? Sometimes hit or miss. Sometimes he overthinks the secondary stuff. But they got other weapons that can I make was up for say, those, yeah, those kind of things. You've got insurance. But they seem to have confidence in him. We mentioned that the Buffalo Bisons played Rochester today. Uh, a 5-4 loss uh, in 11 innings uh, to Rochester. The Bisons are 54 and 60. Uh, Rochester's 54 and 59. Uh, Spencer Horowitz had a good day at the plate for Buffalo, two for five. We want to talk to Casey Kandel, the Bisons manager, about Spencer Horowitz and about Arelvis Martinez and also Addison Barger, uh, three of the uh, Jays' prospects on his team. But uh, first and foremost, Casey, thank you very much for joining Blair and Barker today. Uh, we heard from Bo after the game, and we're interested in your take and what you saw from Bo, two for three, scored a run. We saw him run around the bases. He DH today. He said he's going to play shortstop tomorrow. Look, you're a vet, you were an infielder. You know what it takes to play the infield. You've seen a ton of games. What did your mind's eye tell you about where Bo Bichette is watching him today? Oh, well, hey, and... Number one, Bo is not making the lineup out, damn it. Um, he's, he's telling me he's playing shortstop tomorrow. I don't know about that. All right. Well, we'll, we'll... Uh, undecided. No, I've, undecided, I've... yeah. I think it was a night, it was suggested. He yeah, suggested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm, no, no, but he, he checked a lot of boxes today. I mean, he looked, he looked good at the plate, um, hit the ball hard, um, his second at bat or third at bat, um, got two hits to the right side, scored from first on a double. Um, so he was running well. Um, so he looked good. And, and just, you know, looking at his movements and the way he, he did come out today earlier um, in the in the morning and took ground balls and for defense and looked, looked fine. So I don't see any problem with him, um, you know, playing shortstop tomorrow. And then, uh, you know, whatever happens after that, you know, I'm sure um, it will be great for the Blue Jays. 
Yeah, whenever he was having a conversation with you about what, you know, he was trying to do and, and w- I guess wanting you to pay attention to whatever that was, is is there a specific thing? Was it, you know, up and back? Was it making turns around the bags? Was it, you know, putting a lot of pressure when he kicks that front leg on that right leg and that knee area when he's yeah. sitting? Is there a specific thing he told you to look look at? I mean, he just, he just – he just really is feeling healthy, he said, and he wanted to get at bats and he wants to play the field and make sure that he's ready to go back and contribute the way that he can. And he just said, um, basically, uh, you know, make sure everything looks good and and I'll let you know when I'm uh, ready to come out of the game. So that's good. <laughs> yeah, it makes it easy for you, doesn't it? Does, it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. In, in, in terms of running, uh, with this injury, you know, one of the things he did say in, in, I can't remember who the interview was with, uh, but it was earlier when he was injured. One of the things he talked about is, you know, needing to that, that deceleration you have to have, but almost being worried about the sudden stop, the sudden turn, having to jam on the brakes, thing, things of that nature. Um, you know, I guess you could say, I'm going to say random. I, that doesn't sound right, but sort of random, quick, baseball moves that have to be made yep. uh yeah. it, it, you know again you 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 you've played the game is is that in in right. many ways the biggest the biggest part of recovering from any type of leg injury absolutely it's the it's the stopping quickly and changing direction and and you know you you get a base hit to right center field and you round the bag and you think you're going to go for two and they cut it off and you have to stop quickly and get back to first. Those are the, those are the things that um, really test you when coming back from injuries. And, you know, it's hard to replicate that. So um, I think him playing shortstop tomorrow will be good. And obviously you can't, you can't say, Hey, you know, get a base hit and round the bag really fast and stop. It's just part of the, you know, part of the game that happens. So, you know, just, just watch and see, um, you know, that, that takes place. And, you know, see if he comes out of it fine. I think he feels good. He says he feels good, and he's ready. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll go from there. Obviously, it'll be the medical department to, to make the decision along with Bo. So, you know, it's just um, it's a pleasure to have him here, just um, the way that he plays for our younger players to see that too. Can you tell as a manager about the mental side of him? I'm assuming, you know, a guy like that who do, who doesn't get hurt a ton and, and is going through something he's not used to going through before it can you tell just by talking to him that yeah he doesn't have to lean over and grab it massage it he's he's doing okay because you've been around forever you've seen dudes that have injuries and come down and rehab and, and those kind of things yeah he looks he's in a really good place um you know he's there's there's no seems to be no concern with with his movement and what he's doing he wants to do baseball activities he wants to play in the game and and get back to get back to Toronto. I mean, that's basically kind of kind of what he's doing here, and and you know he's he's really confident that he's healthy and ready to go. What's your read? Like, you know, with our, with our from our from our discussions and just talking about it. Right. Good. What's your read on on Trevor Richards and um and and Chad Green? Chad Green he's he's he looks really good. Um, he come back from from the incident uh, in Worcester and, um, and, um, and, and it looks really good today. Yeah. So um, yeah, it took me quite a while to learn how to pronounce that Worcester. Worcester. Well, now, yeah, I'm with you. Well, it is. Yeah. And it's yeah. one of those yeah. things. Once you do pronounce it, you just, you have to keep saying it. <laughs> yeah. And I say it, and I say it with emphasis every time. too. So. <laughs> 
<laughs> exactly. Hey, with, with Chad, with Chad, is it velocity? Is it break on the secondary stuff? Because we have no idea, right? When you go through something that he's going right. through, and he gets hit in the head on a throw on a throwdown, right. it sort of throws that right. off a little bit. Is it? Is that yeah. what they're paying attention to as an organization? Is more the velocity? Is it location? Um, is it break? What are they looking at? I mean, he's he's been really good, and and since he's been here. And, and like the, the like a true test of like you know pitchers here is the ABS system, which is it calls the balls and strikes, so they don't get anything outside of the zone. And he has been filling it up, and he's he's composed on the mound right now, and like he's always been, I'm sure. He's throwing balls, the ball, all of his pitches where he wants, and he, he looks really good, honestly. I mean, it's uh, um, and coming back from you know, like I said, the, like you said, the. Uh, fall off the dome into the dugout was, um, you know, he said he felt well, he felt good and he, uh, you know, has no ill effects from it. And, and he's throwing really well. Uh, David Schneider came up here and made, made an instant impact. You've got a couple of other guys, uh, Spencer Horowitz, who as far as I can tell has been hitting all year. Uh, yeah. Addison Barger, who is in, I saw in right field today and then Arelvis Martinez, three guys we're keeping an eye on. Um, how does Spencer compare to Davis Schneider? Because we've seen Davis yep. here, so that's sort of the that, – that's the immediate comparable we have. Yeah, well, if you go up and get nine hits in three days, you, you got, it's a tough comp to, to mm-hmm. live up to. <laughs> but, um, but Spencer's a, a professional hitter. He prepares himself amazingly with uh, the, the pitchers that he's facing each day. He, he studies them. He, he knows what they're going to throw. He knows where they're going to throw pitches. He's kind of, um, you know, he's a student of hitting, really. And with him in particular, with his, he's got a simple, simple stroke, and he, he repeats it over and over again. So he has a lot of success. And because he prepares so well, he has more success. And, and it's pretty, it's impressive to see a kid of that age, you know, and that, that young in the game like that, that advanced in his preparation for um, for going to the plate. And in terms of, of ticking boxes this year, have a, have Addison and Arelvis ticked some of the boxes that, that you and the organization want to see? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Addy, Addy had a little injury earlier, um, has come back and been, you know, been much better since he's come back from that. And he's, he's um, you know, playing well. He's making making um, adjustments. He needs, you know, there's certain things that he still needs to work on, you know, and he needs to trust himself and his ability and to um, – understand that you know he's he generates a lot of of torque and power and he doesn't have to hit it 800 feet every time but but that's that's a that's a you know kind of a maturity thing and and being in a league a division i mean a league for one year and kind of understanding what it's going through but he's he's doing things that he needs to do to learn and get better and Arelvis we got recently and and of course he's just getting his feet wet as a 22 year old so I mean, um, he's doing some positive things. He hit a homer today, and, and um, you know, he's making some adjustments at the plate. He seems to be getting better, you know, each at-bat and each day. So that that's definitely positive. You know, it's kudos to Matt Haig, who's done a great job with those guys and, um, you know, continues to work with them every day. Casey, listen, we really yeah. appre- appreciate you joining us uh, so soon after a game. Thanks very much, my friend. Be well. Thank you so much. Hey, thank you. I really appreciate it.
Take and care. And man, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go get on Bo for making the lineup up. <laughs> oh, by the way, oh by the way, by the way, <laughs> tell Bo to bring a bunch of Casey Candell bobbleheads back. We'll take one. That's right. Absolutely. I, I hear that. I hear that. So so we want some Casey Candell Sign. bobbleheads. Sign. Yeah. Yeah. You got it. All right. All right, man. Thanks Be a well. Lot. See ya. All right. Take care. See ya. Bye. Bye. Casey Candell, manager of. Triple A. He seems fun. He's a good dude. I actually was, strangely enough, I covered him as a player when he was with the Montreal Expos. Yeah. His, I think his, 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 I think his mom played in that uh, all American women's, all American women's league. Yeah. uh, Like around the second world war. But yeah, he, um, he was, he was a lot of fun. And he was a handy little, he was a handy player to have, man. Mm -hmm. He was a handy player to have. And you know what? He's be kind of a tough sob as well you have when to be play. sometimes by the way Mm-mm. i am gonna say that I, I i i didn't want to i didn't want to mention this casey's on the air but the buffalo bisons today yeah two for 20 with runners in scoring position mm. figured i'd throw that out there but aravis martinez did uh did hit a homer spencer horowitz 66 rbi 924 ops hitting 327 Played first bases, played some other infield positions, barges in the outfield. Um, I, I got a, yeah, I won't say it. I was gonna say I got a feeling one of those three guys, one of those two guys, Barger and Horowitz. I got a feeling at least one of them makes the major league roster next year. With with some of the openings, yeah, I think I, they have. I, I think there's some places there where if you know how to handle the bat. And you can hit a fastball, mm-hmm. and you can stay in the big part mm-hmm. of the field, and you can be competitive. Yep, you're going to have an opportunity in this organization to come to the big leagues and show everybody what you can do. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, Dan Shulman is our Blue Jays play-by-play. I was going to say play-by-play analyst. Dan Shulman handles Blue Jays play-by-play duties uh, for Sportsnet. He will have the call tonight as the Phillies and the Jays wrap up their brief two-game series. Uh, it is also the Jays Care auction uh, tonight, which uh, be carried. The details of which will be carried um, during the game on Sportsnet TV. As part of that is a uh, is a package that uh, will allow folks to bid for a behind the scenes tour, customized Blue Jays jerseys, tickets to the game, seats in our five ninety booth, uh, and, uh, and and get a chance to enjoy a live broadcast experience. Uh, Full details and other broadcast auction items, you can find them at uh, bluejays.auctions.mlb.com. Dan Schulman joins us next. It's Blair and Barker on Sportsnet 590. The fan of the Sportsnet Radio Network and Sportsnet. Everything Raptors before and after the games. The Raptor Show with Will Liu. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, 707 is the first pitch tonight. Aaron Nola against Kevin Gossman. The Jays looking to sweep this miniseries against the Phillies. A reminder that it is uh, Blue Jays Care Auction Night or Jays Care Foundation uh, Auction Night tonight. Sponsored, uh, presented by TD. It'll be hosted on the tube by Sportsnet's Ivanka Osmak. You'll get a chance to bid on a whole bunch of things uh, during the game. And uh, 
there will be, I mean, I'm just looking at some of the packages here. Uh, there's a hunting package with Barker. There's a sit in a chair with Jeff Blair and do some reading. Both of those are starting at six grand. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, the packages American. available include experience packages, fly to 2024 spring training, golf with Adam Hadwin and Joe Carter, golf with Russell wow. Martin, throw the ceremonial first pitch, learn from the manager, in the booth with Ben Wagner, hmm. in the action seats, date night at Rogers Center. Oh, that's cool. Sportsnet experience with Donovan Bennett. Mm-hmm. Guns N' Roses concert experience. Ooh. Wow. Been there. Bruce Springsteen concert experience. Toronto Maple Leafs night out. Toronto Raptors night out. There's a tons, uh, ton of memorabilia as well. Old seats from the Rogers Center. Oh, cool. Um, Why don't you buy me one of those? Bid on it for me. A bunch of artwork. Uh, hand-painted Kevin Gossman jersey. Oh, cool. Uh, by David Arago. Uh, Bo Bichette hand-painted jersey. I mean, there's, there's a ton of stuff. So uh, Ivanka will be hosting, and uh, we'll give you all the details during the, uh, during the telecast. And, of course, in some of these, there are starting bids, uh, and then bids go up in increments. But it's for a good cause. Jay's Care does terrific work. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it's... Uh, I'm just actually looking. At it. I do believe the auction is the auction's open right now, so you can uh, you can check that out on the website. You can go to www.bluejays.com/slash/broadcast/auction. Uh, Kevin Gossman, Aaron Nola tonight. It's a pretty good matchup. Kevin Gossman on how many days? How many days rest? Six days rest. Big deal. I don't think anymore. I think we make it a big deal when it's probably not. Like I, I've had conversations with people that are around. Him. I mean, sometimes it helps the middle of the season when you're struggling with something and you've thrown a lot. Yeah, probably this time of the season when expectations around him or what they are and what he brings to this team, the energy, the effort level that he's going to exude when he goes to the mound from pitch one against a really good team. And I, yeah, I mean, I think we make more of it than he does. And they do. The uh, Jays lineup is Merrifield, Belt, Guerrero, Springer, Biggio, Kirk, Varsho, Espinal, De Jong. Uh, Kirk is behind the plate. Brandon Belt is DHing. Whit Merrifield continues to hit. We saw that last night. He got on base a couple of times. Um, George Springer drove him in. Uh, George Springer, 10 hits in his last 11 games, hitting 395, five extra base hits, six RBI uh, out of the middle of the order. I, I, I like him in the middle of the order. Yeah, he's hitting 302. I like him in the he's middle of the order. He's hitting 302, hitting cleanup. That's, that's an 11 starts. He's hitting wide last night was a big deal because that hit was with two strikes. He's hitting mm-hmm. 179 with two strikes, which is not the easiest thing to do. No. Right? A lot of that with two strikes is luck. you got to be – Really good with staying in a big part of the field. And last night he had good separation that allowed him to use his hands a little bit better, and that's why he could force the ball up the middle on a good pitch. And that's what you're trying to do with two strikes. And I'm with you, right? You're trying to – this is where you're leaning on experience. You want that guy coming up who's been there and done it before this time of the year. And, you know, some of the guys that are around you are not having the years that everybody thought they would have. And for a veteran guy to step up and get the big hit when they need it, it's a big deal for him. Dan Schulman will have the call of the game tonight on Sportsnet. Dan Schulman joins us on Blair and Barker. Hello, Mr. Schulman. Hello. How are you, gentlemen? We are doing 
very well. Because you know why we're doing well? Because you and God bless you and Buck. You said something last night as Barker and I were watching the game that just it, it, it almost it was almost a soul cleansing experience for me. And basically, you know what you guys said? You probably can't remember. You're going, Jesus, what do we say exactly? Hmm. What you said was, this is what playoff baseball is all about. Basically, get used to this. And I started yeah. thinking, you know what? Yeah, it's great. We can hammer on and on about the runners in scoring position. Vladdy's not doing this, et cetera, et cetera. They're at the point now in the season where just win the freaking games and go to the postseason. <laughs> yeah, last night felt like a playoff game. It, I, it at absolutely least it did, to did. Me, right? Absolutely. And, and, yeah, and, and I may be, you know, I may be in the minority here, guys, but I, I love those kinds of games where every pitch matters. Like, uh, you know, don't get me wrong, ten to nine is great, but I think two to one comes with an unbelievable amount of tension on every pitch, and and it did feel like a playoff game. And I'm with you. You know, a couple of guys uh, down on the field, not players, like other media members and stuff. We. Um, you, you know, the phrase dog days of August was mentioned, and, and I respectfully disagree. I'm with you. I, I kind of feel like this series is the beginning of go time. Friday, in all likelihood, mm-hmm. we will see Trevor Richards, Kevin Kiermeyer, Matt Chapman, and Bo Bichette. We don't know 100% for sure, but they're coming. Um, and then, you know, they have the weekend series with Cincinnati, and then where do they go? Baltimore, right? Yeah. Like it's on. It's it's. Uh, I think it is go time. I think it's going to feel like September for the next six weeks, not just the four weeks in September. So uh, we also we talked to Casey Candell. They also mentioned Chad Green looked really good today. They gave yeah, him an yes. inning. They gave him an inning and a third, I believe, today. So let I, we don't want to get ahead of ourselves here. But Trevor Richard, Kiermaier, and and Bo and Chapman come back. We we know how that's going to work out. Um, but Richards and Green. Coupled with what they already have, how do you think, and I understand this is purely hypothetical, how do you think John Schneider works in Chad Green in particular? Mm-hmm. He, he, I mean, Trevor Richards, I think we know what Trevor Richards is going to do. But, right. man, Chad Green intrigues me. If he's at all the Chad Green we used to see. Right, because he's a guy who can do a lot of different things. He can get you six outs in the middle of a game, but if you need him in the eighth inning for three big outs, he can do that as well. Mm-hmm. And John Schneider was asked that very question in his office, and I don't remember who asked it, but the question was something like, do you have a specific, do you have roles in mind for Chad Green? And Schneider just kind of paused and smiled, and he said, yeah. Like, like he's, ex- <laughs> he's excited. And, and I had the next question, which was, uh, you know, you you guys have been there, and you've heard Schneider use the phrase, raise the floor, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, on one night, it could be Jimmy Garcia to Jordan Hicks. And then on the next night, it could be Chad Green to Eric Swanson. And, and we haven't even talked about Mesa and Cabrera yeah. or the closer Romano or Trevor Richards, yeah. right, who can do so many different things. Like to say that they are days away from having the best bullpen of the Vladdy Bow era, if you want to call it that. Is, is the understatement of a lifetime. Like, this is easily the deepest, best, best velocity, most swing and miss, most effective bullpen that they will have had in the last five years, and especially when, now that Romano's back and when Richards comes back and when Green comes up, whenever that is. You, you know, and you got to like the starting pitching, too, uh, not to circle back before we need to get there. they just got to hit. And if they, if they can hit reasonably well, I think they can beat, any team in the American League, I don't know about Atlanta, but uh, if they can hit reasonably well, they are well-equipped to have a deep run in the playoffs, assuming they get into the first place. Yeah, they have the ninth most walks since the break, which is a big deal, right? You want to work yeah. counts, that means their bats are getting better. That's what we've been preaching 
you know, be a tough out, right? You might, you're going to get out because the pitching's really good, but be a tough out, and you're starting to see some dudes that are, you know, extending counts and those kind of things. Uh, I love playing these kind of games where we sort of know who's going to pitch game one for playoff start tomorrow. <laughs> let's, let's play it. This is fun. All right. Because their starting pitching is so good, and you got four dudes that I don't think a fan could be mad of where any four of those pitched. But I do think we know who would pitch game one. Yeah. Would I, I would you. you be mad? You think fans would be mad if you say Kikuchi through game two? Well, let me back up for five seconds on walks because one of the things I do on my scorecard is just for each guy in the order, just one of the little notes I make underneath his name is what he did in the last game. And I so for Brandon Belt today, I wrote one for three with a walk. And I'm like, I write that every day for <laughs> Brandon Belt. Like mm-hmm. every day is yeah. one for three with a walk. And it's kind of sneaky quiet, but it's really important. And, and um, you know, I don't know. I, I guess Bo goes two and Belt goes three and Vladdy goes four and they'll figure all that out. But um, in terms of who starts where, my first answer, and it's an honest one, is six weeks is still a long time. Absolutely. And, right? And yeah. um, Kikuchi could continue on the upswing, and another guy could take a step back, and we don't know. So six weeks is a long time, and it depends who you're playing. So those that is the ultimate double cop-out answer <laughs> I've just given you here on this question. But you could make a case for a lot of guys. And, and, you know, Kevin, you said you got four dudes. I guess Ryu is the fifth, and he's kind of a dude too, yeah. right? And, and look at look at how he's been pitching. Here's the one thing I – I really don't want to see, and I get why they did it in 2020, but this is different. I'm I'm really not big on, well, let's use this guy once through the order, and then we'll bring Kikuchi in for once through the order. And maybe it's the smart thing to do, and maybe that's what the analytics say you can do, but it's not what I would like to see. I would like to say these are the best three starting pitchers that we think should go versus this particular team um, you know, you have another guy in reserve if you have extra innings. You have a guy in reserve for game one of the next series, and I know you're not supposed to think that way, but uh, I, I would be like, Gosman, figure it out, figure it out. And, and, and I mm-hmm. think it's too early to figure it could be Kikuchi, it could be Bassett, it could be Barrios. Um, I don't think it's crazy if it's Ryu, but I'll, I'll tell you this. It's rare to have five starting pitchers on a playoff roster, mm-hmm. especially – for a, a three out of uh, a two out of three, right? Yep. For a for a first round, so you could have a guy like Ryu if you're in, uh, not even on the playoff roster, then he could be a starting pitcher in the next series. Like uh, that's the kind of depth that they have. But again, they got to get there first. Absolutely. Yeah, and uh, you know, a couple of things that that I thought of when you were talking. First of all, you know, given the manager's experience with Kevin Gossman last year in the playoffs, where John has admitted that he took him out too early. I'm I I'm with you. I mean, I I, I hope we see. I mean, I just hope we see. I hope we see the the playoff game managed as much as possible as a as a regular game when it comes to pitching. The other thing too, I wonder with Jose Barrios. I think a lot of it may depend on home and road because Jose Barrios is a much better pitcher at home. He's been he's been good this year, yep. but he's a be, he's a better dude at home. Yeah, I, I think you factor everything in. Is it Minnesota? Is it Tampa Bay? Is it Baltimore? Is it Boston? Is it Houston? You know, they're all different, right? And and I think you got to look at that. But I but. But, again, if you forced me to give just one answer, my one mm-hmm. answer would be six weeks is a long time. Yep. And, and, I, and in, in a good way, I hope these things have a way of sorting themselves out. Uh, Witt has the most hits in the American League since the break with yep. 42. He's hitting 438 in his last seven games. He's hitting 322, leading off for the Blue Jays. His line drive percentages went up. Hitting the ball up the middle percentage has went up. 
He's hitting 359 on the first pitch, which that for me is the biggest part of this. Because of how nasty secondary pitches are, you got to be aggressive in your zone early. He's very good at doing that. And, oh, by the way, he's hitting 269 with two strikes. It could be real tough not to bring him back next year. I know he'll be 35, which is a big number, but some people don't look 35. And for me, he's one of those guys. You know what? He told me in Dunedin this year, we were talking and just kind of getting to know each other a little better. And he said, I know I'm 34. He goes, but not everybody's 34 is the same 34. And he said, I'm not knocking anybody else's 34. I'm just saying I don't feel 34. And and I think part of what makes Witt go, and obviously he's played a lot of baseball, but he didn't get to the major leagues till he was like 26, 27 years old, right? He was not a first-round pick. He was a guy who had to scratch and claw to get everything that he's gotten. Um, he obviously keeps himself in good shape. Remember, he was the uh, consecutive games guy for mm-hmm. like four years, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know what it was. It, I mean, he was no threat to Cal Ripken, but it was 500 and something. And, and he's a guy who's used to playing every day. And it, if you want to make John Schneider smile, say, hey, what's Whit Merrifield meant to the team this year? Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, again, he may not be an analytics darling. He doesn't hit the ball all that hard. But you want a guy who goes up to the plate with a plan, he's that guy. You want a guy who does well with two strikes, he's that guy. You want a guy who understands what his job is based on inning score, base runners and outs, he's that guy. He's a very, very smart player. He's also, you know, stealing bases, playing two different positions. He gives them flexibility. How many guys on this team have been more valuable to them this year than Whit Merrifield? It's, it's not a very big number. So, it, it, um, you know, again, offseason is very interesting, and, and I'd, I'd love to see him back. I think Whit, and I'm happy for him because ballplayers should get what ballplayers can get. I think he's made himself into a very, uh, a very attractive free agent in the offseason. The other part, too, the Blue Jays. Um, you know, how do they feel about the other options they have at both sure. second base and third base? And we don't need to talk about Matt Chapman, but he'll be a free agent too, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of the guys they're bringing are infielders, right? A lot of the guys who are AAA and interesting are infielders right now. So that factors in as well. Yeah. Danny, we're going to let you scoot. Appreciate you doing this, my friend. Have a great call tonight. Great All stuff. right, guys. Thank you. Hope to see you soon. Yeah, Absolutely. Thanks. Take care. That is uh, Dan Schillman, the TV voice of the Blue Jays. And again, 7-0-7 will be the first pitch tonight between the Jays and the Phillies. It did feel like a playoff game yesterday. You know what else I liked about it? I think we talked about this in Blue Jays talk. I'm loving. I'm loving the pitch clock and the faster games with uh, with uh, sort of the playoff feel to them. It, it seems stuff just seems more dramatic. Yeah, I think when you got dudes on the mound who know how to locate with stuff tunneling, unpredictability, like all the things that go into being really, really good pitchers is exactly what we saw last night, and we're going to see it again tonight. And it makes it hard on hitters. they got to be good at what they're trying to do, and if they're not, it's going to be 2-1 to one again, which is kind of fun to watch sometimes too. Time now for Between the Lines, brought to you by Bet Rivers. It's a whole new game. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Marcus Boffo. All right, guys. So, hey, might be another playoff atmosphere tonight at Rogers Center. Great pitching matchup. Kevin Gosman for Toronto. Aaron Nola for Philadelphia. We're going to be concentrating on Gossy tonight. Gossy? What are you on a, are you on a nickname huh. basis with I like him now? It. I like it. Is that cool? It's yeah, Gosser, like isn't it? Like, it, 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 it's Gosser, isn't it? As opposed to Gossy? Uh, we'll go with Gossy. That's whatever you want it to be. Yeah. Yeah. That's Anyways. a hockey thing. Gosser, Gossy. Anyhow, go ahead. Mm. So, Bet Rivers has his total outs recorded tonight at over under 17 and a half. What do you guys think? Is he going deep into the game tonight? I'm going to take the under. 
And I'm going to take the under. I understand he's on six days rest, so he's going to be rested. Mm-hmm. Um, but they've got a game. His next start's going to be against Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got an off day tomorrow. Uh, they we've talked about this. They have they have some some relief pitchers. I I I think what we're going to see. I'll take the under, but I'm not saying that as if it's going to be a disaster. I'm saying I'm going to take the under because I think that's the way John Schneider is going to manage this game. I'm taking the over. This is an easy one for me. You lean on what got you here. His out of his 23 starts, 17 of those he's went six or more innings. May the 10th he faced the Phillies. He went six innings, gave up three hits, no runs. He's tied for fourth. And MLB and quality starts with 16. Now, I'm not saying he's getting a quality start because a bunch of these dudes have hit homers off him, but I do think he'll get the innings. I'm taking the over. Yeah. I don't know. Baltimore, for two years, Baltimore has owned Kevin Gossman. And I think if you're the Blue Jays, you're looking ahead to that next start. And I think you're going to err on the side of caution. Where it gets interesting, though, Mm. we talked about this. If it's a close game, if it's a game like last night, Anyhow, but with the off day, I, I, I think, I think you'll see, I th- I think you'll see John. Yeah. John shouldn't overthink out. it. Kevin's, I'm pre- not, Kevin's pretty good. I'm not certain. It's o- I'm not certain it's overthinking it. I, I think Kevin's probably well aware of what's coming down, what's coming down the pipe. Yeah. I think we're with where Seattle and Boston are around you. What got you here was your starting pitching and Kevin has Seattle's, a lot to do with that. Boy, we were sitting here saying Jerry Jerry Chipotle is a, a, a genius for trading away his closer, and they've won what, what they've lost three games in the ninth inning. Seattle, uh, that they was won bet- yesterday. What they won yesterday? That was between the lines. Brought to you by Bet Rivers. It's a whole new game. Jeff Passan is ESPN's MLB insider. Jeff Passan joins us next. It's Blair and Barker on Sportsnet 590, The Fan, the Sportsnet Radio Network. If you're watching us on TV on Sportsnet.